the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Thank you. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It's so uh, wonderful to have you in church. I never get tired of that video. It's just uh, powerful. If uh, we haven't met yet, my name's John, and uh, uh, what a wonderful introduction from Pastor Rob. Um, so glad that you are worshiping with us today, and uh, we're going to jump right in. We're going to continue in our series uh, this morning in uh, Psalm 23, and this is a psalm, it's a song written by King David, and, uh, and he is writing uh, about God, and he is writing to God. In uh, verse chapter 1, we're going to jump right in together. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Uh, he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And then in, uh, in verse 4, he transitions and he begins to talk to God. It says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. And then at the end of verse 5, we see a, a wonderful expression of praise and thanksgiving uh, from David when he says, my cup overflows. Um, David was saying the original Hebrew word here for overflows is revaya. And what it literally means is saturated. A physical example of this uh, can be seen with a sponge. And a sponge will, when introduced with, to liquid, it will absorb uh, the, the material until it reaches its saturation point. And, it, and it's uh, there that it cannot contain any more liquid, and it begins to spill over. When it comes to uh, spilling over and overflowing, every parent in here knows all about that. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there's no mystery there. I had an, there's an awesome slide there, and it'll come up here, I promise. There it is. <laughs> Overflowing. Um, David, when he says, my cup overflows here in Psalm 23, what he's saying essentially is, God, I'm saturated. I'm spilling over uh, because you're in my life. He's saying, uh, my heart is completely full. In you, I've found everything I need and more. What a wonderful uh, uh, prayer and, and of, of praise and thanksgiving. Uh, David didn't say this because life was easy. He didn't say this because he had a carefree, trouble-free life. As we read about David, we know that he, 
He understood firsthand what profound pain was. He knew about personal tragedy and loss. David understood a personal failure. He knew what it meant to suffer betrayal and persecution at the hands of others. And yet he lived uh, with a heart that was full of gratitude. He overcame uh, discouragement. He overcame defeat. And he uh, lived with joy in his heart. And I'm here to tell you that through Jesus Christ, you and I can do the very same thing. If you believe that, say amen. There are three truths, three principles that we're going to focus on here together, and uh, I want to share these to help help us to uh, live with, to overflow with the heart of gratitude as we walk with Jesus Christ. The first thing I want us to understand is that the most significant blessings that we receive as God's children are, are spiritual blessings. You see, the Bible teaches that God is a God of blessing. I'm glad God's a God of blessing. I'm all for receiving and enjoying his blessings. And as we sang this morning, the greatest blessing that we receive is God himself. Amen? And uh, God is a God of blessing. In Romans 10, 12, uh, uh, Paul writes, there's no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and, bless, and richly blesses all who call on him. James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. God's blessings come in many, many forms. We receive uh, mental, uh, emotional, physical, material blessings. But the most important blessings that we receive from God are spiritual blessings. Now, it's important that you understand I'm not communicating, and the Bible certainly doesn't teach that God is some kind of a genie in a bottle, that he's ready and willing to grant every wish, every desire. Uh, that's not biblical. It's not accurate. But the Bible does teach, and I'm so glad, that God is a good God. He's a generous God. He's a loving God. How many of you have found that to be true? We, uh, he's a God that invites us to walk with him, to know him, to lift up all of our needs to him. Uh, you know, all of your life matters to God. And we are to lift up our needs to him and to trust him to answer in his way, in his time, and according to his wisdom. Doesn't always make sense. I don't know about you, but I don't always understand how God answers prayers. I don't always understand his timing. Uh, but the reality is uh, God loves us completely and eternally. He's, uh, he listens to every prayer, says that, uh, that God delights in answering the prayers of his people. When we don't understand what God's doing, Pastor Rob has said many times, maybe you're praying, maybe you're crying out to God, maybe you're uh, asking him to intervene in a certain situation and you just don't see, you don't understand what's happening. You don't understand where he is and what's going on. Pastor Rob has shared many times, when you don't understand what God is doing, focus on who he is. And there's nowhere that we see uh, the heart of God more clearly than at the cross of Jesus Christ. It's there that we see the heart of God, the sacrificial love that is ours in Jesus Christ. Need a little water here. God is a good God. He's a generous God. We're going to... Uh, we're going to look at Ephesians 1, 3 together. 
And Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Say that with me. Every spiritual blessing. In Jesus Christ, you are blessed beyond measure. Uh, we're going to look at what are these spiritual blessings? What is Paul referring to? Uh, in verses 4 through 14, and I'm just going to kind of skim over the surface but what I really would encourage you to do is in your own time, slowly and prayerfully focus on these spiritual blessings this week. It'll bless you. It'll encourage you, I promise. But uh, God is a God of blessing. David lived with a heart that was filled with gratitude because he knew who God was. And he knew, he knew who God was in his life and, and, and how rich he was uh, because of God's presence. So we're going to look at these spiritual blessings a little bit together. Uh, the first spiritual blessing we receive as children of God, the Bible says that we are chosen. I want you to know that before the foundation of the world, God chose you. He chose you individually and he chose you personally to know him, to walk with him, and to spend eternity with him. Let that sink in again today. Let that encourage you again today. In John chapter 15, Jesus said, uh, you didn't chose me, but I chose you. The second spiritual blessing uh, that Paul writes about here, he says that we have been declared holy and blameless before the throne of God. Uh, when Jesus uh, died on the cross, he, he did that for you, he did that for me. He took all of our sin upon himself. And when you and I uh, choose Jesus Christ, when we accept him into our heart, he exchanges all of his holiness uh, for all of our sin. And uh, through that, through faith in Christ, you and I are declared before the throne of God to be holy and blameless. Is that good news this morning? Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21 uh, says that he who had no sin became sin uh, for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Uh, God has blessed you in Christ uh, by declaring you holy and blameless before his throne. Uh, the next spiritual blessing that Paul writes about is adoption. And I want to just share with you, one of the great joys of my life is being a dad. I always wanted to be a dad. And uh, God has blessed me with four children who I love to pieces and two grandchildren. Uh, my youngest daughter, her name is Mia. Some of you know her. Uh, and Mia is from Guatemala. And my wife and I had the privilege and the blessing. God brought her into our lives and into our hearts uh, when, she, when she was just three months old. And, you know, uh, I've learned so much about God's love through being a dad. Through, uh, through having my children, uh, I've learned about the, the, more about the heart of God. And when, when what, some of the things that God has taught me through uh, uh, the privilege of being Mia's dad, you see, the thing is, I could never, I mean, I'm going to do everything I can to communicate how much I love her and how much she means to me, how deep God has planted her in my heart. But, you know, words fall short. I can never fully communicate how deep she is in my heart. I can never fully communicate uh, the lengths that I would go to protect her, how, uh, how much I desire and want to bless her. 
what, how much joy it brings to my heart just to watch her live her life and to grow and to be everything that God has called her to be. It's one of the great joys of my life. I'd do anything for her. And uh, here's the thing. I'm a sinful man. I'm fallen. If, I, if God can give me the ability to love my children, to love Mia in that way, how much more does God love you? How much more? You know, you are not a stranger. You're not an outsider. Uh, through Jesus Christ, you've been adopted into the family of God. Uh, you're not a, a distant relative. You are a dearly loved child of God. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is uh, 1 John 3, 1. It says, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. You're a child of God through faith in Christ. Don't let anybody take that away from you. Amen? Uh, the next spiritual blessing that Paul uh, uh, shares with us is grace. Uh, the reason that we can enjoy God's presence in our lives right here today, right now, and every day, the reason we can enjoy that is because of God's grace. The reason that uh, the Bible says that the, the riches of Christ are ours, and that's because of God's grace. The reason that we can experience his work and his power in our life every single day, it's because of his grace. Uh, we are children of grace through faith in Christ. 1 Corinthians 15.10, Paul says, By the grace of God, I am what I am. Romans 3.24 says we're justified by his grace as a gift. The next spiritual blessing, I know we're moving through these, but uh, the next spiritual blessing that Paul shares with us uh, and that, I want, that we're going to talk about is redemption. What is redemption? What does it mean? It means to be made new. Uh, the Bible teaches that through faith in Jesus Christ, because you belong to Jesus, it isn't just some things that have been made new. Everything has been made new in your life. Because you have accepted Christ, uh, you're a new creation. You've got new and eternal life. God's given you a new heart and a new mind. Uh, you're on your way to a new heaven and a new earth. Is this good news this morning? Uh, you're going to live with God. You're going to see his face. Uh, you're going to dwell with him forever and ever and ever in a place called the New Jerusalem. If you've accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, Everything is new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says if anyone's in Christ, he's what? A new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. The next spiritual blessing that Paul shares with us is forgiveness. How many of you are thankful for forgiveness? Uh, 1 John 1.9 says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I want you to know, and the, more importantly, the Bible wants you to know that in Jesus Christ, your sin debt has been canceled completely and eternally. Is that good news? Uh, we are forgiven in Jesus Christ. But you, you know, as I do, uh, we don't always feel forgiven, do we? Um, but it's not based on, God's forgiveness isn't based on our feelings. It's based on his faithfulness. Uh, sometimes uh, our own hearts we can, uh, can condemn us, but the Bible says God is greater than our hearts. 
uh, the reality is we're in the midst of a spiritual battle. And just as there's a God who loves you, loves me, wants to bless us, there's an enemy that doesn't. And there's an enemy that in John 10 says he wants to kill, he wants to steal, he wants to destroy. Uh, One of the things, some of the things he wants to take is your peace and your joy. Uh, The enemy will try to bring up your past. He'll try to condemn you uh, with the sin in your life and the things you've done wrong. You may have heard this before. Uh, When the enemy tries to remind you of your past, remind him of his future. Um, The thing is, uh, but don't focus too much on the enemy. Focus on Jesus Christ because he's our life. He's our joy. He's our strength. And it's what God says. It's what Jesus says that matters. And the Bible says very clearly that if we have accepted Jesus Christ, uh, we've received the spiritual blessing of forgiveness. Psalm 103.12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he moved our transgressions from us. The next spiritual blessing that Paul shares that he talks about is wisdom and understanding. You know, if you've accepted Jesus through Faith in Christ through the Word of God, through the Holy Spirit in your life, your eyes have been opened. You now know the truth. Isn't it good to know the truth? Uh, you know who God is. You know who you are in Christ. You uh, and I can understand what God's will is for our life. No longer do we have to walk around in darkness and confusion, but we've found the truth, and as children of God, we've been blessed with wisdom and understanding. Uh, says in John, Jesus says in John 8, 32, you will know the truth, and the truth will do what? set you free. That's exactly right. The next spiritual blessing that Paul shares with us is an inheritance. You have a divine inheritance uh, as a follower of Jesus. In uh, Hebrews 9.15, it says, Christ is the mediator of a new covenant, that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Uh, You're a co-heir with Christ. You've received a divine inheritance uh, that, uh, and, and nobody can take that away from you. And the final, the last spiritual blessing that we're going to look at here this morning and that Paul shares in uh, for, uh, First Ephesians is the spiritual blessing. It says that when we accepted Christ, we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that uh, if you belong to Christ, there's an identifying mark. It says you are God's property. Is that encouraging? Uh, You belong to Jesus. Uh, You are his property. No one can snatch you from his hand. These are spiritual blessings. You know, we're so rich in Christ. We've received everything in Jesus. And uh, as we focus on the incredible spiritual blessings that are ours in Christ, we can't help but overflow with gratitude. We can't help but overflow like David did with thanksgiving. Uh, You know, uh, to live a life uh, filled with gratitude and filled with thanksgiving, we need to be very aware. We need to focus on God and all of his blessings in our life. And the next point, the next thing I want to share Uh, is that we we need to always remember the price that God paid for us. Uh, The Apostle Paul, he never forgot the cost. 
the, the Father had to give his only Son. Jesus Christ had to go to a cross and suffer and die. It was all, this was always central to Paul's thinking, always central to his teaching. In Galatians 6.14, Paul writes, May I never boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me uh, and I to the world. The reality is none of us deserve God's love. None of us deserve his blessings. Uh, Romans 3.23 says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ. We don't deserve God's blessings. We don't deserve his love, but it is absolutely ours because God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. We can never forget the price that God paid. Uh, as you think about the magnitude of the cross, I want you to think about this. Uh, the father, no, no father has ever loved uh, a son the way that God the Father loves his son, Jesus Christ. It's an eternal love. It's a limitless love. It is a supernatural love. And uh, let me ask you this. What's harder, suffering yourself, suffering ourselves, or watching a loved one suffer? We need to understand what it costs the Father, uh, the blessings we have, the salvation that we have. It costs God everything. The Father uh, gave his only son to die on a cross. We can never forget the price that Jesus has paid. The cross was an absolutely humiliating way to die. Uh, the cross was absolutely horrific in terms of the physical suffering. Uh, here's something else that we can never forget. You see, Jesus Christ had perfect and eternal fellowship with, with the Father. And, and it was at the cross. It was the moment that all, the, the sin of the world was placed on Jesus Christ that God the Father had to turn his face. And so for the first time, Jesus knew uh, and experienced uh, what it was like to be completely alone. He felt completely and absolutely alone in that moment. And, uh, and at the same time, bearing the sins of the whole world. We can never forget the price that God has paid for us. Amen? As we, uh, as we focus on who God is in our life, as we focus on the, the blessings that are ours in Christ, as we focus on the extravagant price that God has paid for our salvation, we can have uh, no other response uh, other than my cup overflows. Say that with me. My cup overflows. Uh, David wasn't defeated by the pain and the trials in his life. Uh, he lived with uh, gratitude. Uh, he was victorious uh, through his relationship with God. Which brings us to the third point. Uh, the key, and it's this, the key to living a victorious Christian life in this hour is the same as it has been throughout the church age. To focus daily, say daily, to focus daily on Jesus Christ. Hebrews 12.1.2 says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. 
fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. What, uh, what does this mean? What, what, what's, what, can we, uh, what do we need to understand as we read this verse? You see, uh, we can't fix our, our physical eyes on Jesus. Um, uh, Jesus, after the resurrection, he uh, uh, appeared to, the, to Thomas and when Thomas saw Jesus after the resurrection, he fell at his feet and he said, My Lord and my God. Uh, and Jesus said to him, uh, You believe because you've seen, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And that's where we find ourselves. We're to walk by faith. And so we can't fix our physical eyes on Jesus yet in this life. Uh, but what we can do is we can make him the center of our thoughts and our actions and, we can con- uh, and our decisions. We can continually focus on him and make him the center of our life. Uh, you know, to overcome, to live a life filled with gratitude, to have an, a heart that's overflowing with thanksgiving, it's so important that more and more and more we focus on all that God has given us. We focus on the incredible price that Jesus paid for us, and we focus on who he is in our life. Uh, David faced incredible hardship, and yet he was an overcomer. And you and I can do the very same thing because we serve the same God, amen? We belong to the same God. You know, uh, so many things can change so fast in this life. Uh, we can think, so many things, uh, we, can, we can lose things so easily. We can lose our health. We can lose wealth. Jobs can change. Positions can change. Things can change so quickly. Uh, speaking of change, I went yesterday and jumped on a ferry to Mukilteo, and I pulled up to the toll booth, and a nice lady there looked at me and said, Sir, are you over 65? And, uh, and, uh, and I thought about it for a moment. And, uh, and with the biggest smile that I could muster, I said, Well, no, I'm not, ma'am, uh, but I'm working on it. I'm doing my best. And, and uh, got on the ferry. You know, things can change so quickly. But the thing that doesn't change is who God is in our life. The things that will never change are his blessings in our life. Nobody can take them. Uh, nobody can steal those from us. Um, God is a good God. He's a generous God. He's a faithful God. He's a God that has loved us completely and sacrificially. As you focus on who Jesus Christ is in your life, as you focus on his word, as you focus on your identity in Christ and, all, and everything that you have in Christ, you will have a heart of gratitude. You, will, you and I will be overflowing with thanksgiving. And that's how we want to live our life, isn't it? We live in a world that, that desperately needs to know the love of God. We live in a world that desperately needs to understand who Jesus is. And, uh, and God wants uh, 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 to flow over out of our lives. Uh, God wants to spill over. He wants his love to spill over out of us. And, and uh, uh, the world needs to know Jesus. And, uh, you know, we, um, 
Bethany Compassion Center, uh, as you heard, uh, we've, got an, we've got an incredible event that's coming up. And uh, the, the Summer Bash, we invite you all to be a part of that. Uh, why do we do this? It's a, it's a huge community outreach. And uh, we do all kinds of things. We provide food uh, throughout the year. We, do, uh, we provide food. We provide resources. We provide uh, emergency assistance for people. Uh, we do a, a, a lot of different things. And the whole point is to spill over with God's love. It's not just about a backpack. It's not just a, it's, a, it's an open door. It's not just a bag of groceries. It's a bridge to be able to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We want to take the message of hope, the message of Christ to our entire community. That Jesus, that uh, our Jesus that fills our hearts, that sustains us, that satisfies us. Uh, we don't want to keep him to our, just to ourselves, right? We want to share him with the world. And that's why we have a compassion center. That's why we do all the things that we do as a church. Because we want the world to know that there's hope in Jesus Christ, for anyone, anywhere. Amen? So, uh, you know, as I preach a message like this and I talk about overflowing with gratitude and thanksgiving, I know very well that there are people within the sound of my voice that would say, you know, uh, John, uh, uh, you, what I'm going through right now is really hard. And, and you, if you're uh, in that situation, and you would say, you know, I don't feel like I'm overflowing with blessings. My cup doesn't feel like it's overflowing. It feels empty right now. And, uh, and I'm wondering where God is and what he's doing in my life. Um, if that's you and you're struggling with something really hard, uh, I want you to know a few things. I want you to know that God sees you. He loves you. He's not forgotten you. He never will. Uh, you are in the, in the grasp of his hand. Uh, he's with you, and he will never, ever leave you. I want you to know that uh, you belong to a church that loves you. There's a pastoral staff that loves you. And uh, we want to encourage you, uh, don't walk through. If you're going through a storm, don't walk through it alone. Don't go through it by yourself. We're called, we're the family of God, and family sticks together and walks together with care and concern and love for each other. So if you're here today and you're hurting and uh, uh, that, that describes you, I want to encourage you to reach out to us. Reach out to the pastoral staff and let us walk with you through this storm. If you're here and you would say, I don't know Jesus, I don't have this hope, I don't know that I'm forgiven, I don't know that I'm on my way to heaven, uh, but you want to receive Christ, you want to receive his love, uh, you can do that today, right here, right now. And I would say don't put it off. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And I want you to, I have good news for you. God loves you. He sees you. He's not angry with you. He wants to forgive you. He wants to give you a brand new life and a brand new future. And all you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I, I'm a sinner and I, I accept you as my Savior. I want to follow you. If you pray a prayer like that, uh, Jesus will, will hear you, and he will save you for all of eternity. If you, uh, we're going we're gonna to sing a closing song here in a moment, um, and we are, um, uh, we're going we're gonna to spend a little bit of time praying together. Um, but I just want to ask you, with a final challenge, uh, 
really, what is spilling over out of your life? What is spilling over out of your heart? And I ask myself that question uh, because we live in a world that desperately needs to see the love of Jesus. Isn't that right? And uh, have you ever been to a business and there was plastic hanging and dust on the floor and there was a sign that says, thank you for your patience during construction? Um, I wonder if every Christian should have a sign like that somewhere. Because the thing is, we don't get it, always get it right. We, we are forgiven. We are saved. We are new in Jesus Christ. But the thing is, we're under construction. Sometimes we stumble. Sometimes we fall. And so I'm not asking you if you're spilling over with God's love perfectly all the time. That's not the question. But the question is, are you doing that more and more? Are you allowing Jesus to change your heart and change your life on a continual basis so that you can overflow with the love of God? We're going uh, to pray here together. I just want to invite you to close your eyes. And uh, if you're here today and you would say, uh, John, I, I hear about this love. I hear about this Jesus, but I don't know him personally. And I, I want to choose Jesus. I want to invite him into my life today. Uh, if, you, if that's you and you'd like to receive Christ, would you just slip your hand up? We want to pray for you today. God bless you. If you're here and you would say, uh, uh, John, I'm, I'm one of those, I'm in a storm. I'm in the great, greatest storm of my life. And uh, it, I'm going through something that's so hard, sometimes I have to remind myself to breathe. I need help. I need God's comfort. I need his care. If you're here and you're in the, uh, uh, one of the greatest storms, if you're going through something hard and you need God's comfort, you need his strength today, I want to invite you to slip up your hand, and uh, we're going we're gonna to pray for you together. A lot of hands. Um, God loves you. He sees you, and he's going to walk through this with you. My prayer for all of us, my prayer for the, uh, the whole church, everybody within the sound of my voice, is that God would empower us to focus on Jesus Christ like we never have before to enjoy and appreciate all that he is in our lives and that our hearts would be so full of God that we wouldn't be able to contain it. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for who you are in our lives. We thank you for the, the uh, uh, reliability of your word and your promise. God, for anybody here that's uh, choosing to receive Christ today, I pray your blessing upon them. I thank you, Lord, that uh, your word is true. And anyone that receives you, anyone that accepts you, becomes a new creation forever and ever and ever. I pray for anyone that receives Christ in this place today, God, that you would bless them and be with them. I pray, God, for those that are struggling and going through something really hard. God, I just ask through the power of the Holy Spirit that you would comfort hearts today. I pray that you would just breathe peace into uh, hearts and lives that are, that are just really struggling right now. And Lord, uh, we pray for all of us that you would uh, just continually pour as we draw near to you, as we sit at your feet uh, would you continually pour into us and spill over out of us 
so that those around us can know who you are, know our Jesus. Empower us today. Fill us uh, to overflowing again today. And use us in mighty ways as we leave this place. We love you, God. We thank you for all that you are in our lives. And all of God's people said, amen. Well, the uh, prayer team uh, is going to be up here. If there's something that you would like prayer for, we'd like to invite you to come forward. Uh, We're going to sing a song. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this church. Let us know what God's doing in your life. We want to walk with you, and we want to celebrate all that God is in your life. God bless you. Would you stand with us this morning?